Um, welcome to the long-awaited episode nine of Healing Voices, a podcast about holistic approaches to health and well-being. My name is Jamie Griffiths. I'm a massage therapist living and working in Clapton in Hackney. Uh, yeah, so the podcast went on quite a long unplanned hiatus. Sorry about that if you were expecting more episodes. Um, the reason was I started kind of working more, uh, doing shifts at Massage in Shoreditch as well as working in Clapton. So it was kind of hard to find time to record the episodes. And also I realized I was recording the episodes in quite a, uh, a time-consuming way. So I was recording introductions and then the conversation with the guest and then something at the end. So I've changed that so I can do it much more quickly. Now we're recording the whole thing like a radio show in one sitting. Um, yeah, so welcome. I'm a little bit nervous. It's my first time back for a while and I'm doing it all in one. So hopefully I'm not talking too fast. But uh, you join us in uh, my home, my family home in Lower Clapton. I'm joined by Lucy Trinefi who is an acupuncturist at uh, Healing Space and maybe some other places as well, we'll, well, we'll find out. Um, yeah, so I've asked Lucy to come and talk to us uh, because she practices acupuncture and in a slightly different way perhaps to um, acupuncture that you might be familiar with or that you might have heard about before. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that. So Lucy, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Um, yeah, so you, you're an acupuncturist, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you're... Um, well, first of all, tell us how you got into it and how long you've been doing it. I've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, I got into it because my son had very um, severe eczema and... Um, no one could help really. I mean, oh, okay. it was going on from one to ten, and gradually it just it was on and off. You know, trying diet, cutting out dairy, all this kind of thing, but nothing really worked. Um, steroid cream and you name it, the whole thing. Up until he kind of uh, couldn't sleep anymore. It was just scratching these rashes until it bleeds oh, and wow. stuff. It was pretty awful to how watch. Old, how old was he at this? Point? Oh, he got 10 then, okay. until I just decided I just have to do it myself. Right. Um, you know, because no one explained anything either. And uh, I just wanted to understand what was going on with him. And uh, yeah, I just joined uh, and I chose acupuncture because that's all I knew, to be honest with you, as far as alternative therapies. Yeah. Because my dad was an acupuncturist. Ah, uh, okay. That's why I just thought, all right, let's do that. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. Okay. But then when I started acupuncture, uh, the doctors, the acupuncturist said, uh, for skin thing, acupuncture is not enough. You need to do herbs. Right. Okay. So I, I just added herbs as well, Chinese herbs. Okay. That's how it all started. Okay. And um, where, where were you living at this Oh, London. In London, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. And this was how many years ago? Oh, he's 23, so that was 22 years ago. Wow, okay. I mean, no, so about 10, yeah, 12 maybe. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so so your father was an acupuncturist, mm -hmm. so you kind of grew up like around it, so you kind of knew 
Not really. What it was no, about? No, or? I wasn't interested. You weren't interested. Okay. <laughs> I thought, oh, I don't want to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, but when it came to, you know, health, I thought. But actually, when I started, I loved it. Yeah. Really, and uh, my dad didn't speak much. Just some cases here and there, especially when it's difficult. But he never went into like points and stuff or channels. I did get a couple of uh, treatment when I was a child. Um, yeah, but that was it. Not no more than two, to be honest. Yeah. And I remember he did my abdomen. And I thought, like, oh, what was that? I, was like, <laughs> yeah, I must have been about like, maybe 13 or something. Okay. Um, yeah. But so just to say, when I started studying, I really discovered Reiki, all this flowers for me it was a new world yeah yeah and i loved it all to be honest i was like amazed like wow you know it's just opened a new kind of doors for me yeah yeah <clears throat> i can i can kind of relate to that it's it feels like the same sort of thing is happening for me now you know and it's kind of a similar story in that my daughter was ill um she had some respiratory um problems i've talked about that on here before but um yeah, that was kind of my way in as well. Like seeing how, like relying on the existing, on the kind of health system that we have for chronic illnesses is you often kind of just left with no idea what to do. Like yeah, and you actually get more confused. Yeah. Because you see GP, they say, use this. Use... I even went to see um, Ayurvedic, they say this, it's... Everyone says different things. No one just put it together for you to understand. And here you come yeah. here with your twilight. It's a pretty horrible, it's a really awful situation to be with, you know. You, cause you, have, you don't know what, how to help. And all the specialists, to be honest, they didn't really help in the sense that they didn't explain anything. Yeah. You know, and I just thought, I'm here to understand what's going on. I mean, I even saw Chinese doctors when he was very young maybe about two and she kind of prepared this formula of the test horrible can you imagine trying to get a little right. toddler to drink this horrible thing right and she's just didn't say anything just give this you know yeah. um so i was altogether very unhappy with the general situation of health and how they deal with patients yeah and um and I thought, if I get sick, or I think get worse with Vadim, you know, that's it, we're on our own. <laughs> yeah. It's true, you're on your own. You Even if you pay, you go, no one's gonna. So I thought, you know, that's how it led me to yeah. this career, basically. Yeah, okay. Mm. And so, with, uh, um, see, what was your routine? How did, how did you train, and who did you train with oh I went to uh, the Middlesex University okay I did a four year course BSc TCM mm -hmm. like so acupuncture tuina and Chinese herbs okay yeah so all that in four years can you imagine how intense it was yeah so yeah that was very very intense that's mm. a lot and so what were you doing before what was your what was your job oh, or I was career a struggling artist okay yeah <laughs> drawing and you know yeah here and there i had to yeah just a bit of screen print and stuff but, okay mm. but you still do a bit of um yeah, bit, yeah. i'm we'll starting talk, it now yeah, maybe we'll yeah. talk about that mm -hmm. in a little while but mm -hmm. 
uh, yeah, so the so you've been practicing acupuncture for what, eight, nine, ten years? Yeah, I would yeah. say ten now ten this years. year, probably okay. twelve. Yeah, going on to eleven. Okay. And how is your how is your journey? Where's it brought you to now? Are you are you've kind of moved into like a a style that's kind of yeah yeah the journey actually has been really hard like constant studying I would say for ten years because you study four years oh it's all good you go out you work and you realize oh four years not enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> how am I gonna deal with you know cases actually quite can be very serious. Um, so I was just doing lots of workshops, also because I was very curious. Like the very, I just found out there's so many styles of acupuncture I didn't know before. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, what's that style? <laughs> and um, I just, yeah, just adding all kind of different styles. Um, and then ended up with this up until, and then did learn herbs all together as well again, because yeah. Uh, the herbs that I studied for school, I mean, Middlesex, was not enough to help my son. Right, okay. Obviously, my knowledge wasn't good enough or, you know. Um, so I had to just uh, learn another style of herbs as well. Okay. Which is another style of diagnosis that made it much more easier for me to understand. Okay. And that took me another four years, herbs. Wow. Or if not five, because I was became apprentice and blah 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 and same with acupuncture it's like so I've learned like at least I don't know what I have count but maybe four or five styles right and yeah and then I just found my um, then with Kiko Matsumoto style okay which I really like because she palpates a lot okay and it kind of makes sense to me like you palpate and you clear this pain here you palpate there you you know, and from there, I was introduced to Toyohari acupuncture. Right. And that's the one I'm practicing mainly now. Oh, okay. Which comes from a um, lineage of blind acupuncturists. Okay. I think back in 16th century, maybe in Japan. And it's a very subtle style. Doesn't need any needle insertion, which was like, wow, you know. Yeah. Because I realized that. Because I did practice Master Tung for a little while, and he's very deep needling, and you know, you can create quite a bit of bruising, right? Okay, which I didn't like because I thought mm, that's not good, you know, people go home with big bruise in their legs and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, so it may work in China, maybe, but not here in the West, people don't really like that, yeah. And um, yeah, so slowly, slowly, and when I discovered Toy Harry, that was even better. Like, oh, you don't even need to insert the needle. It's like, wow, you know, and it works as well, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a very subtle style, but very powerful. Yeah. It's actually quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the, you, the needles don't go in. They no, you actually use um, the needle as a kind um, to direct uh, the energy. Right. And we learn to feel the energy in the tip of our fingers. Okay. So, yeah, that's how it works. You just call in the energy with the needle. And, uh, yeah, you fill in the fingers and that's how you know. 
and every time you do something you check the pulse yeah so yeah it's, it's a bit like tuning the pulse as an instrument which I really like because I love music as well yeah and it kind of makes sense you know like oh I did this but the pulse didn't change enough so I just adjust here and there you know so I know exactly where I'm going yeah and yeah okay. and that way it's very nice then you have a nice chat with the patient as well about how they feel and mm-hmm. yeah yeah we you um you did a session for me last week mm-hmm. um yeah and it was kind of it's very different to you know i haven't really had like proper acupuncture before i've been like dry needled you know and that was very uh painful <laughs> the time i had it before um but it, it worked you know i had like a wrist problem and I had some needling on my wrist and I went home and it was kind of still really painful. I thought, oh no, what have they done to my wrist? But then, you know, the next day it was Go fine on. and it hasn't been hasn't been a problem since. But um, yeah, that was quite like an, uh, quite a strong style, you know. It was kind of the needles went in, they were kind of twiddled around. And, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it was what you of, learned first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was kind of, it was really... Um, eye-opening to like um uh be practiced on by you and and this this style where like the needles didn't go in i didn't kind of but there was sensation and there was feeling you know i felt um presumably i couldn't see but presumably when you were kind of needling my foot there was there was sensation kind of all the way up the inside of my leg and you know i felt it go through my body yeah, and I then, find with this style, sorry to interrupt, yeah. I kind of got to understand the channels a bit more, much more. Right. Before I just still didn't get the channel thing, okay. like the puncture channel. Is yeah, yeah, maybe we theory. should go back yeah. a bit, because we talked about this a bit with Tara mm-hmm. in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what do you mean by channels when you talk about channels in, in your... Because acupuncture has got like a few, some channels, like more than 12, but 12 main ones, mm-hmm. like the old of the organ like liver kidney and so on and so forth and they all work together to supplement nourish and this and that and uh, with this style yeah you learn to um to really address the channel so for me it's more acupuncture really as meridian style let's say that's it yeah okay meridian style so these are kind of like channels that run through the body mm-hmm. and they lay like, like they carry energy energy flows through the yeah, channel, the channel, right? yeah. yeah, and um, so with this style you learn to tonify or disperse, so there's excess deficiency, if it's deficiency you tonify and it's um, excess you disperse, okay. and with this style it's very, very clear how you do it, Right. with other style I didn't really get it to be honest, yeah, how to disperse, yeah. how to, you know, it wasn't clear to me. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because are there the other styles more kind of, are they like more prescriptive or more? I think like... uh, acupuncture has moved on uh, to become a bit more organ based, closer to Western medicine. Right. Okay. Um, because acupuncture, we mainly learn in most universities, school or from China. Yeah. And this style is since Mao Zedong. And he's really made big ah, changes okay, to acupuncture. Yeah, 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 yeah. So from then, the this 
TCM has lost the classical meaning, I guess, of the channel because they're more organ based, so it's more, you know, point combinated, blah blah blah. But they do talk about channel, of course. But when you work, you know, you don't really feel it. For me, for me, right, I didn't okay. really get this idea of channel at all yeah. with that style. Yeah. So I guess it's changed to kind of fit more into the kind of Western paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Japanese acupuncture is actually closer to the ancient, first because they read books, the ancient books, and yeah. everyone re- re- read these books, I mean, the Chinese and the Japanese, and everyone tried to understand it in their own way. Yeah. That's why so many different styles. And sometimes it contradicts each other as well, because I think it's over the years, you know. So right now in modern time, it's quite hard to know what's, what, but yeah, the Japanese style is definitely more meridian style, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In general, mm. and you're so you're and you're kind of you're taking you're checking the pulse, like um, frequently throughout the treatment, and you're kind Every of time feeling I, with yeah. your fingers mm-hmm. for kind of changes in energy in the body. Yeah, more? because you it's from blind acupuncture, you really learn to see with your fingers. Right. Which is great, actually, you yeah. know, and then you, so, um, yeah, much less points are used in this style because, you know, they can't see, so they're not going to, so they usually we pick up the two weakest pulse, strengthen that, and then see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Chinese acupuncture um, reduces excess, disperse excess first. And maybe 25 in general, yeah. Right. But I think that's maybe the main, main difference. Okay. If you, yeah. Okay. Between both style Chinese and Japanese. Right. Yeah. So you start with kind of building up or kind of... Yeah. Once yeah. you tonify the two weak pulses, things already adjusted, like some excess already gone down. You know, it's a bit like being on a kind of seesaw. You're kind of, oh, that's down, that's up. and Right. And yeah, so you only work on five points. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then there's lots of manual therapy around it. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. And then the second part of the treatment would be to... So first the root treatment, which is the yeah. two weakest pulses. Right. And then we deal with the local area where it's painful like the shoulder or then we go there and we use lots of moxa yeah that's what you did with my yeah to tonify to disperse and blah blah and then kind of spread chi and that's before releasing you spread chi and then check your pulse again make sure the pulse is you know if it's if you came in it was rapid it's kind of slower and if it was slow it was more you know normal speed and if it's weak it should be a bit more level yeah okay mm-hmm. so what did you mean by like two weakest pulses because like um, we um, I, I usually think of like you have a pulse <laughs> you know? oh and, because with Chinese yeah. uh, with acupuncture you actually take you can feel 12 channels okay so so you're taking 12 different pulses yeah, yeah. wow okay so wow that's why uh, three fingers on each side mm-hmm. and three different levels as well. Right, okay. And that's how the superficial is 
six channel and you go deeper six other channels so six on each side wow yeah so it's a bit like uh, saxophones right yeah yeah. (laughs) it must take a long time to learn how to do that yeah that takes practice but it's it's kind of it comes yeah yeah it comes Mm mm-hmm Wow. But actually, yeah, to explain, Kiko Matsumoto, she palpates a lot because she wasn't good with pulse reading. Oh, okay. You see, so she kind of compensates with palpation. Right, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's feeling like, is she palpating like the actual tissue, the body? Yeah, or, yeah. like okay. some points, she right, press okay. on some points, you know. Mm. Okay. So, um, yeah. So this stoihari is a lot of feeling with the things with the hand. You kind of feel the abdomen, the heat. Obviously, they couldn't see colors, but they could see, yeah. you know, if it's depressed, if it's a bit harder. You know, you really learn to read the fascia in subtle ways. Right. Okay. Which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I had, I had no idea there were so many different kind of lineages and, and yeah, approaches. no, yeah. It's, it's like. A, whole big universe yeah I didn't expect that at all that's why it took so long I thought oh I'm still out here 10 years okay. yeah. <laughs> 10 yeah. years on still studying but I think that's the name of I mean that's nature of practitioner's job so yeah, you, yeah you know you know we're constantly learning yeah yeah even massage you yeah. know it's like there's no end no. Oh, where'd you start you know like <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and, and obviously, like you mix, you go, but you use different styles within a different treatment, because um, you did both kind of. You do, I think when you did your the root treatment on me, you did it in the kind of with no needles insertion. But then when you worked on my shoulder, you did insert some needles. So you can yeah. kind of you use the tools that are most appropriate, I guess, within within. Yeah, I actually think practitioner is. It's a kind of art of healing because everyone kind of keep what they yeah. like or make sense and yeah. then you have your own way of treating, you know, someone else will have completely different ways. I mean, you know, it still works, but so that's why it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's an art of healing in a way that's nice because you can add things to your treatment. Yeah. In, to make it really kind of um, thorough, say, for the person. Mm. Yeah. Um, so everyone's different. Yeah. You use what works, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to your son. Did you did he get... How was his eczema? What happened? Oh, yeah. His eczema um, is good. Actually, I managed finally to give him you know the formula that really helped yeah and um, yeah he's good he's good now great although a bit fragile say um, he's 23 now he doesn't listen to me anymore right so he started <laughs> eating all these things that's not good for him <laughs> i can <laughs> yeah. see his eyelids are clearer but now i just you know let him be and he's yeah. got to yeah. find out his own way but yeah it did help great mm. Awesome. Yeah, at least even though even he doesn't listen to me now, I know how to deal with it if he comes and say, listen, I really need your help, you know. And that gives a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now even if he's, you know, he's not very 
the best with his health, but you know, I don't, I don't have this like, oh, what are we gonna do with you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It yeah. saves a lot of anxiety somehow, yeah. because the anxiety of parents actually reflect on the children, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. if you're anxious because you don't know what to do with what they have, of course they get anxious. Yeah. It's an approach as well. They feel it. Whereas you say, all right, then when you need me, just come and see me, you know. So this takes a lot of anxiety away, I think, yeah. for both sides. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, I think anxiety plays such a big part in like chronic illness as mm. well, like anxiety and stress and just, you know, you've got something going on you don't know what it is you don't know how to treat it yeah and that then that anxiety can fuel more it's kind a of terrible, imbalance yes. right in your body yeah yeah it's a terrible place to be uh, it's, it's not so of course you, when you go and see someone you you want to know what's going on with you you know and I think um, health business uh, still has more room to improve you know yeah so I, I, in my treatment, I, I explain a lot because from what I come from, you know, of course, for me, they, people come and see me because they want to understand. Yeah. So, of course, I explain what I know, you know, yeah. as much as possible to help people because, yeah, that's how I go into this job to help myself, to help my son. Yeah. And now I'm kind of, you know, just... Um, Let's say I'm the practitioner that I would like to go and see if I will, if I then will have this trouble. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. That's good. Yeah. It's good to have a healer in the family as well. <laughs> yeah, and actually it's good to understand because people actually um, is more or more prone to heal if they understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it when people when you come out of treatment and no one explain nothing. And yeah, they don't tell you anything. Yeah, it's like I actually feel um didn't pay my it wasn't worth my money really. Yeah, yeah. Or and even when you're not paying, you know, even if you go to the you know the NHS and you know the the time you get there is so short, like with when you're seeing someone, even if it's you know with a consultant or a specialist that. You, yeah, there's kind of a mystification that happens, and it can leave you feeling really kind of helpless. You know? It actually makes you feel worse. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's anti-healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's you know the system. The NHS has its you know it's the limitations are there because it has to serve you know, millions and millions of people obviously and like it, it can only do what it can do under the circumstances that it finds itself and the doctors and nurses there are working under those conditions you know you can't really expect more than that I guess but I think like from a yeah from the point of view of the individual like there's you're kind of dependent on it but also it kind of leaves you feeling there's a yeah I guess it that dependency is hard to break out of because you don't get the information to kind of help you help yourself you know yeah there's a, it, it, there's reinforcing dependency that's and right you have to go to kind of alternative yeah. kind of therapies in order to kind of build up some kind of um, autonomy I think in your own yeah, kind yeah. of healing and your own exactly. health exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. 
So there is a bright future for uh, alternative therapists. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, mm. the time is well. It's needed at this time. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So that's good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely work to be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of work to be done. Um, so your website is Theatre of Healing, is that right? It's my healing at the moment. Oh, my yeah, healing. Okay, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I actually uh, just bought Theatre of Healing. I okay. just need to transfer. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I knew that name was in the mix mm-hmm. somewhere. Where does that come from, the yeah. idea of Theatre of Healing? Because I incorporate a few... Um, style of a few kind of treatments modalities in my mm-hmm. in the hour so that's why I call it a theta of healing it, you know because it's not just to say that it's not one way of healing right okay you know there's different way there's massage there's herbs there's sound healing there's all kind of ways of healing that's why yeah, I call yeah. it theta of healing because okay. I don't want to be stuck in one corner yeah. Yeah. I like to have a kind of open, um, you know, yeah. openness about it. Yeah. Do you want to be typecast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe it's coming from my artistic side as well. Oh, it's got to be theatre. But actually, theatre is funny because theatre is also surgery. Uh, ah, yes, well. yes, yes, yes. Yeah? Right. Okay. So it's a kind of yeah. ambiguous word, but it fits well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, what, so yeah, walk us through the treatments that you offer, because um, uh, there's some light therapy as well. Oh that yes, can... that's the cosmetic therapy. Okay. Yes, okay. I add light because it works really well. Okay. Um, yeah. So and I also do. What's that good for? For um, wrinkles, for okay. rashes, for yeah, for any kind of skin, yeah problems Um, yeah the cosmetic works really well so basically I actually see cosmetic acupuncture more as a maintenance form treatment because you can't get cosmetic if you have chronic thing going on right okay because obviously you're beautiful inside out Mm -hmm. you know good blood everything's good you know then it reflects on your face if you have bags there's some stagnation somewhere so you know um yeah so for that reason i think cosmetic is a really good maintenance because you know everything should be good yeah it's just that it's a bit tired and then yeah the cosmetic acupuncture will pump blood onto your face clear whatever kind of stagnant and yeah just kind of revival say revitalizing Mm -hmm. um so you've been you've been practicing in Hackney for like what eight ten, three, ten years? Three years. Oh three years, okay. No, I worked in Walthamstow for ten ah, okay. years before, yeah. Ah right. Okay. I did a bit of travel a lot for work. Worked in West uh West Hampstead as well, London Bridge, just yeah. Yeah. But right now, yeah, mostly around Hackney, okay. East London. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you've been practicing in kind of Roughly the same area for a yeah. long time mm-hmm. before COVID, after COVID. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Uh, experience of like going through the the um the COVID the shutdowns, which presumably you weren't able to 
See in the beginning, no, but I think we might we were allowed to work before most. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually did work during COVID. Yeah, because many of my colleagues didn't want to work either. Yeah. So I was kind of not terribly busy, but busy enough. Yeah. Mm. I I don't remember having stopped for so long, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. And I was quite busy with herbs as well. So yeah, mm. and how did how did it affect the kind of the the kind of people that were coming to see you and what they were coming to see you for? Did that was there a kind of during a COVID? Shift? Yeah, yeah. During COVID was actually more severe. Like people just so much pain, like sciatica and pain that they right couldn't see doctor. You know, couldn't sleep, can't yeah. walk, can't sit, can't. Yeah, I had these very severe cases. Right. Mm. Um. Yeah, which was really interesting. It was very interesting, yeah, because could follow them as well and and stuff. No, I must say it was. Yeah, I'm actually happy now because you know when you start this job, it's a bit unnerving because you're on your own with this yeah person you know who needs yeah. help. It's like oh my god, oh, I'm gonna have this person. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, but now it's kind of you know after ten years experience it's. It's less challenging, say, although every case is always a case, right? Even if it sounds easy, but not, it's never easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, I find the easiest case with less symptom is actually more harder in a way, right. you know, because you really need to be pinpoint the right thing, whereas it's, you know. So, yeah, now I think with this job, I, I wouldn't say I have a difficult job. I mean, it's not a difficult job, but it's, Although it's still intense, mm-hmm. and with experience, it's really becoming quite nice. Like you know, so you've just kind of settled into it. You know, yeah, kind of it's nice feel to, work confident. to work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then yeah. you just here for the who's ever in front of you, and that's actually really nice to have this confidence. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, yeah. Let's see what we can do to help you. Yeah. You know, in a very simple way. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I don't think, yeah, I think I'm not quite, I haven't quite reached that with massage yet, you know, I still kind of get when people come in, I'm like, oh no, you know, <laughs> am I going to be able to help? Oh yeah, am I pressing too yeah. hard? Or is this, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 mm. yeah, so it's, I'm still on that, on that journey. You'll get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what have we talked about? We've talked about um, acupuncture, we've talked about... Um, uh, talked about your journey through it. Uh, do you want to talk about your art? My art, yeah, I was just. Um, do the two kind of tie together in any way? Are they kind of mutually kind of reinforcing, or do, yes do you see no. them as kind of separate it's bits only of your life? S- you know, it's quite separate because yeah. the only thing that's similar is acupuncture could be an art of healing. Yeah, that yeah. means you kind of make your own soup, say. Yeah, everyone who comes is different recipe. Like, ooh, you know, what should I put in on that one? And blah blah. Um, artist, yeah, it's completely different. First, I do it because um, I love doing it. It's not for money. If money comes, that's great. Um, I love drawing. For me, it's like meditative. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I get lost in the dot, I'm like, ooh, I mean. In bliss, <laughs> right? Okay. Is a 
funny like flow state yeah, yeah. Um, I actually draw my um, the story of my childhood right when we left Vietnam okay when I was seven it was just the end of the Vietnam War and uh, we just embarked on a massive landcraft carrier and yeah it's just this whole episode that's comp- yeah that I'm drawing okay wow um, yeah, I yeah that was that happened when I was seven. We arrived to France after Vietnam, and uh, I completely forgot about this episode. Right. It's not like I completely forgot, but I don't think about it yeah. until I think I was about twenty six. I just got a massive flashback, like. <sighs> completely hit me like as if I was in the movie I was just back there like with the emotion the feeling everything I was sweating my heart was palpating the helicopter's gonna come and shoot us and I'm like wow (laughs) it was crazy because I was living in Denmark at the time so you know and uh, it just came back and I started writing and Yeah. um, um, yeah and then I went back to France then just very quickly to interview my mum and my sisters because we never talked about it again. Yeah. You know, and that was over 20 years ago. And uh, yeah, so that's the story I'm doing this whole episode. Wow. So what what was the scene that you were thrown back to? Was it when you were still in Vietnam? Yeah, yeah Vietnam and leaving. That's uh, quite intense, a lot of missile shooting. To be honest, as a kid, it was like, wow. I mean... I wouldn't say I was scared, you know, kids don't get scared. Right, okay. It's only adults that instigate all this fear on us, you know, look at us like, you know, running the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, she, her eyes, my, my mum's eye look like she's horrified. Like, oh, I'm horrified too, you know, right. that's how yes, it's yes, really yes. contagious. Yeah. But here I was, I'm like, oh wow, this plane's like, you know, the noise, game. it's really lots of adrenaline, it builds... Yeah. enormous amount of adrenaline like you could feel the ground all this bass and you know so I must say as a kid I wasn't horrified you know I was okay. born there I mean so for me it was normal like oh, I wouldn't say I loved it but it gave me like wow you know <laughs> and um, yeah it was exciting until later it's all, that's why when you have this kind of trauma you yeah, it yeah. only hits you later on. Like, oh my god, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm I'm thinking about the images I draw. I'm like, oh my god, I used to see that every day. Like, you know, people being shot in the head, and I'm like, dead bodies, or yeah, wow. you know, I just yeah, that was where it's like, wow, you know, mystery of the psyche is quite. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So the, this came back to you when you were 23, living in Denmark? 20, yeah, about 26. Oh, 26. Okay. But having said that, I already went back to Vietnam once. Right. I think when I was in my early 20s. Okay. When Vietnam just opened again to... Uh, okay. Because it was closed for a few, you know, embargo and everything. Close to tourists for years. Obviously now I became a tourist going back, so... See, I was back there maybe 23 years old. Okay. So, yeah, just going by was quite like eye-opening for me, yeah. really, because obviously the whole country changed, but, you know, I have my seven-year-old memory. 
Yeah. So it opens something already. Yeah, yeah. This trip already opens something. And uh, that's why when I moved to Denmark, I think it's the seaside that got me into the core, you know, uh, to be along by the seaside. Right, okay. Big sky, big wind, and it's yeah. completely burst it open. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And mm. you were, were you already an artist at that point? Or were you... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just drawing other stuff completely. I was my... Com- I used to make up my own stories. Yeah. So, yeah, different stories. Okay. And so you've been working on this as a, like a graphic novel, is it? Or... Yeah, it's yeah. a graphic novel. I did that and um, it's not finished. I had to stop it to learn acupuncture and that's why I thought yeah. oh I thought oh I do acupuncture and for four for years go to work and carry on but you know yeah. then I realized it took ten years and it's like yeah. and just literally just last year I started to draw again. Wow. And yeah. Take wow. them out again and draw again. <laughs> wow, how's it going? It's good. It's good. I was quite surprised that I've done quite a lot which I completely forgot. He's like, oh, wow, I've done all this. And um, I actually showed to a friend and he just pulled it pen. He's like, oh, okay, you just have to photocopy this. And it was like 100 pen. And I was like, oh, wow. So it's just a nice surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did work every day for years on that book. Right. Like, I didn't watch TV. I'm not the mum to sit and watch TV, you know. As soon mm-hmm. as my son was at school or, was I, or on holiday. I was just there drawing all day, like whole day basically. So it's it's work, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And um, uh, you do, you, uh, but you're you're creating other art as well, or is it mainly this project? For doing? now, it's mainly this project yeah. because yeah, I'm not drawing every day, and it's yeah, yeah. it's kind of because it's such a long span of time it's, it's a bit like a project of my life in a way because yeah. you'll see your first drawing is completely different style now from what I'm drawing now right so okay. yeah it's uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know I'll just see how it goes yeah mm-hmm. oh I hope to I, hope I get to see it one day oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. um is there anything else you want to tell us about? Do you practice anywhere else or just in your Yeah, space? I practice in, in Dalston. Ah, okay. It's a place called AQE8 at the factory. Okay. Um, on the Wednesday. It's Sunday, Tuesday at Healing Space, yeah. Low Clapton, and Monday in Canterbury. In Canterbury? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's quite new. Okay, yeah. so you've got quite a good footprint. Yeah, there, so right. four days... Acupuncture and then three days drawing and herbs and everything else. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Which you, is actually a nice pace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you've got ongoing study with like acupuncture. You kind of. Yeah. Kind of, once you're in this toy Hari, you yeah. become a member and yeah. um, they're very good at looking after you. Like we have um, regular meetings. Uh, between us already in London and then uh, masters from Japan come once a year. Oh, wow. Okay, and yeah. so we have this big gathering we learn with mm. real Japanese masters. Yeah. 
which was like, wow, they are really amazing. Like, yeah. When I first started, I thought, oh, they're not blind anymore. But actually, when I went to the meeting, they're actually, I'm like, oh, wow, they are blind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're real blue blind. And the way they work, I mean, their hand, their fingers is, wow, it's like, it's really an art wow. of healing when you watch them. Okay. It's like, it's, you need to film them and slow down. It's like, I didn't see what they did. What did they do? Right, okay. Something like that, yeah. Really, um, really amazing. And the style, it was, did you say that the style was from like 16th century Japan? I think so, okay. yeah, quite far back. And so it's all come down direct. Uh, I think, yeah, Japan has a tradition that if you're blind, you go into massage, acupuncture. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, and right. already in the old days, they would travel. You know, like a couple of blind together traveling and, you know, from town to town and giving massage. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's, I think it's still is a bit less, but still is. Okay. Which actually makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're so and much touch. more tactile yeah. when you're blind. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And so, and so this lineage has been passed down like directly, basically. From, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mastered student all the way down. Yeah. Hundreds of years. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That must feel good to be a part of that. Uh, or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting because it's still they, they. So when they come, they give seminars and it's constantly evolving, evolving. Yeah. So you know, and so we we learn just the new tricks as well all the time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we can go to Japan if we want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. And like in China, um, you know, TCM and kind of Western medicine are kind of, have been kind of joined together or linked together to a degree, right? Um, is that the same in Japan as well? Or is it, they kept more? No, I think it's kept separate. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. So it's more of an alternative mm. modality. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But then I think in China it's evolved quite fast as well we're not there we don't know but I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know I mean yeah, yeah. you have to be there to even this Korean acupuncture is quite big you know right okay. Han and yeah so everyone's got their you know their style yeah mm. yeah mm. so uh, uh, do you think you could keep keep on practicing it for Forever? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can actually work until I drop dead. Yeah. Literally. With this job, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good thing about... Um, yeah. I think that's, that's the, the unfortunate thing about massage is that you can't keep doing it forever. You, know? <laughs> you have to kind of... Yeah, you Your have to too, add, uh, maybe change style, maybe a different yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Um, recently, I've learned yeah. myofascial release because yeah, I think yeah, it okay. really goes well with Doyohari. Right. And uh, no, myofascial is, is really, really interesting as well. I mean, the fascia is still very mysterious, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, it was really, really good. And I was, I still haven't finished my diploma. Um, I have to write these four cases. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
just um, I already practice. Okay, where did you do that tra- training? Uh, I've learned with Ruth Duncan. Okay. From Scotland, no, they're very good. She's she's very very good. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah. So, yeah, fascia is fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So it's less slower. Yeah. It's not as fast. It's it can be deep actually. You'd say it can be deep, but it's slow down. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked it, about uh, about it to um, Peter, who's been on the podcast. Oh yeah. So he yeah, he talked about it um, and yeah, there's a kind of and you have the cranial and you've uh, got that kind of tactile thing as well. as well, right? Your feel it's all it's kind of feeling. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the cranial system as well which uh, is great yeah. for the spine yeah craniosacral so yeah. yeah yeah there are different yeah there are yeah. options if you want to kind of yeah and there's stretching there's pulling no it's it's, it's nice yeah. so the more you know in this job the better it is yeah yeah, yeah. you know and like the longer I'm, you can keep going <laughs> yeah and it's actually interesting as well for us i mean i'm quite big on nutrition as well i, I read enormous mm around nutrition. Yeah, you sent me a load of nutrition you know, advice because after. I think that's um, I think it's important to empower people when they come and see and, and that's what I really enjoy to be honest, deep, deep down. Yeah. You know, deep down is not to tell them what to do. You know, I yeah. hate to tell people what to do, really. Yeah. You know, I'd like people to know what, what they can do for themselves. But yeah, so nutrition is great because you can give this advice to who comes and they can apply it themselves, you know. Yeah. And um, that's already very empowering when you know what to eat, you know, to help yourself. I mean, you're already doing tremendous to yourself already, you know. And what's your approach to nutrition? Are you kind of of self-taught or...? Yeah, more yeah. or less. Well, I grew up with Vietnamese food, so it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, French food as well, I must say, is good because there's lots of salad. Always start with salad. Yeah, okay. Like raw, you know. Yeah. Um, but never really looked into it, you know, until, yeah, I got into this job. You know, when you're healthy, you don't really care about health. Yeah. You don't think about it. Yeah. So when I got into this job, um, yeah, over the years, even herbs all good. But it's you know it's it's expensive. It's blah blah blah. It's it's all this. Whereas if you can already have with food, it's already a big help. You know, like oh maybe you should add this, reduce that. You know, explain what food does. That's already a massive help. Yeah. And then if you need extra, yeah, then of course come and see me extra. Yeah. But I really like people to go home and know what they okay I can do that to help myself yeah you know and I like it easy as well I don't want it too complicated because if it's complicated you're not gonna do it yeah yeah because we're all very busy we're all very stressed you know yeah. there's not much energy for you know so yeah it's nice to give this really practical advice just things. In fact, I'm just literally I'm sharing what I'm, what I know, you know, like the notes I send or the notes I take for myself after reading, and I'm, you know, and then I just send it to, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte kind of talked about that as well, like finding, 
small things, you know, the easy to implement yeah. things. It's mm. really important for like shifting people from that kind of dependency mindset to But it's also like, good to give them the the information. Yeah, I actually yeah. find there's not enough information out there. Yeah. People say, Oh yeah, just take evening primrose, that will help. But you don't know why? Yeah. But I because I think the way I think and I, I want to know why. Yeah. Why this oil and not that oil? Yeah. And why you tell me to go and take salty bath? What does salt do? Yeah. I want to know all this, you know. So I, in fact, these notes are really, really for myself. Yeah. You know, like oh, what's that then? And then what does this, you know? And then I have a nice, clear and idea of. And then I can. Then you're really empowered. Like today, I'm not. I'm gonna do a bit of this or a bit of that because that's good for that and that's good for that. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, and then you just add up. Yeah. slowly yeah it's not enough to tell people go and do this that's that's what we've seen for years yeah. it's it's not working anymore people want to know more you know yeah. because mm. yeah it's empowering yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah what do you do to stay healthy oh all the stuff I've sent you <laughs> like <laughs> the soap bars right, the fats yeah, yeah, the, but I do qigong I must say ah, okay yeah I really enjoy doing qigong I do that nearly literally every day I would say yeah it doesn't have to be much you know like even 20 minutes mm -hmm. you just do 10 minutes so yeah I do qigong on a regular basis I go out dancing because I love dancing oh okay um, dancing is quite serious for me. It's not like fun for you know. I, I'm the one who's last on the dance. If I like the music, that is right. Okay. You know, because I really see it as a workout. Yeah, yeah. If I do all my qigong stuff when I'm in rhythm, <laughs> twist my spine, jump, and my knees. You know, it's really, really thorough exercise with music. Yeah. So I don't really go to the gym. I don't join any class. The Qigong I do at home. Yes. I found some classes following on YouTube. And uh, yeah, just just to keep it simple, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's about time to wrap up I think okay mm -hmm. thank you Lucy thank, thank you for you joining for us me. Yeah. you've um, no it's been really great because I haven't put one of these out for a long time and I needed to kind of unblock you know mm -hmm. so you've really helped by kind of helping make that happen and yeah. it's been great talking to you finding out more about acupuncture and the style that you practice um, yeah just remind people what um, how they can book with you uh, remind them your website address yeah um, website is uh, www.myhealing.co uh, you can find me on Instagram also fairly easy oh, okay. to book with me online what's your handle theatre of healing ah that's where it comes from that's, right. uh, yeah um, yeah I'm at the healing space and also AQE8 right mm -hmm. well, Lucy Trinevi mm -hmm. yeah thank you very much thank you and um, until next time may you be well yeah, have a nice day. <laughs>